So I was just at Dunkin' Donuts and I ordered a nice coffee and the lady asked me, uh, do you want the sugar? I said, no, I only want the cream, the cream, and the cream! Here's the Siahama theme as sung to the CBS NFL football theme. Or if you want to do the NFL Fox theme. We are marching in the light of God. In the light of God. John, let me ask you. How long will you milk leftovers? Okay, you make a feast. I know it depends on what it is, but average. How long will you really milk it? Will you take a few days or will you be pretty sturdy? That is such an amazing question because (laughs) I think I'm constantly playing that game of of double dutch with my leftovers. And can I eat it? No, not yet. It still has time. I I should probably eat that now. Ah, damn it. I missed it, you know? And then you're going to throw it out, but you take like one more bite. (laughs) That's the bite that uh, breaks the camel's back. (laughs) I'm in the toilet all night. But it was an open-faced turkey sandwich (laughs) eight days ago. I'll milk it for as long as I can. And then I'm in denial, too, especially with pizza, because Jen and I will get pizza, and there's always, like, a few slices left. Yeah. So, you know, I'll forget about it. It'll be in the back of the fridge. And then, like, four days later, I see it, and I'll be like, she's like, you can't eat that. I'm like, if you didn't say that, it wouldn't be on my mind. No, I can't eat it. But if not, I would be sick and enjoying the slice of pizza for at least five minutes before I head to the can. I'll try to milk them as long as I can, I uh... as long as it can be done. Oh, yeah, I'll keep them in tinfoil in the fridge as long as I can, that pizza. And until I see that little blue circle of mold, it's good and fine to eat. I'm, I'm totally And even fine. then, you might pick it out. You might pick the mold. You ever eat the mold by accident, and, and then around. you try to make it to a positive, and you're like, well, it's penicillin. It's staving off any kind of illness I might have. I feel like shit, but there's no infection in this baby. Right. No? No one does that? Or when you're reading out of the trash can? Ben Fur and I are reading out of the trash can. He's a big fan of the show. Phenomenal fan of the show. And, um, you know, he gave me a, a discarded uh, uh, yogurt container with a bottle of napkin inside. But there's a little chicken there. It's <laughs> because he's a big fan. And big Wait, are we recording? Oh, no. Yeah, we're, we've been live now for a couple minutes, actually. Uh, oh, and, and I think you asked me, oh, how long will I let... I, yeah, man, it has to be like completely covered in fuzzy blue and white mold. Uh, and right now, right. like I said, it's like the perfect time of year where you are overwhelmed with leftovers. Because not only do you have the Thanksgiving leftovers, yeah. but you have just regular life leftovers. And there is a uh, a to-go box in there from, I'm pretty sure, over a week ago of like stir-fry that I just haven't, oh, no. parted, I haven't parted with yet because it's like chicken and steak and peppers and onions. Yeah. Oh. I want to eat it at some time, but I'm just not sure. It may be dead. Not sure what to do with it. No. I would eat it. Try it. Right now? Fruit. 
Cry right air. now in the air. You start throwing up. <laughs> well, it's just special effects, ladies and gentlemen. But it's a radio program. We can't see you. I think the uh, can't see. fruit fruit is the most iffy for me. I won't oh, even yeah. mess around with fruit. Yeah. Fruit, fruit lasts a day. Once it's milk, cooked. too. Milk I'll push like a day past. But that's about it. What about milk toast? Ooh. A regular Arlo Guthrie, have we not? <laughs> Who? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> you really milk just made toast. that name up. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, on the spot. Twiddle your fingers on the keyboard and twist. <laughs> at the underscore podcast. Yeah. Food's always an interesting thing. And I asked because I was talking to somebody today. And they're like, man, we just finished the last stuffing leftovers from Thanksgiving. And I thought that was a healthy day to retire it. Yeah. Like six days later. Yeah. Get rid of it. And it's time to put it to bed. You're probably sick of it at this point, too. Right. Yeah. Stuffing you can overdo. But Thanksgiving leftovers. Am I right? Better the day after. Oh, yeah. Than the day of. I mean, those open faced turkey sandwiches. Oh. They go down to your loins and your balls. Oh. Just so good. <laughs> Threw my throat down to my loins. Uh the the I usually make, and I know you're from the old uh, from the Thanksgiving cooking show, which we've referenced many times, which is a great yes. show. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. I'm not on it. I'm sorry, but it's Clark with Talia and Amy, and they talk about Thanksgiving food, and it's really really good. But Clark, you don't like delicious food, cranberry sauce. No, can't do it. I it's love more the consistency. Right, I know. But see, with me, I can remove my mind from the weird consistency because the taste of cranberry is like tart and sweet and like just so different than all the savories on the table. So when you combine them together in this roll, you know, the the Pillsbury flaky, delicious biscuits with with a, a tiny, tiny bit of dark meat. Uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, and then a sliver of the cranberry sauce. Or if you don't like the jelly, jiggly, jubbly cranberry sauce, you can actually make cranberry sauce out of cranberries. And, it, and it's actually like a sauce, not like a cylinder of jello. I was talking to somebody about that uh, earlier today the homemade cranberry sauce. Shit. No. It's delicious. It's, it's, I bet it's good. I just we've always had the the jiggly jiggly kinds. <laughs> I like the candy yams, sweet potatoes. Those are good because oh. you do need to balance the savory, the right chemical balance between the savory and the sweet. Exactly, the salt and the sweet. You always gotta you gotta balance them out. And candy yams is like a sweet compared to cranberries as as like a sour like tart. It's yeah. it's kind of it's a flavor by itself, and, and in in a little dose with all that other gunk, uh, it's amazing, especially the day. It's after. Yeah. So I was looking. To- you know, it, it's so cool too because Thanksgiving kicks off. It's pretty much the unofficial start of the Christmas season. Holiday you know, season. For what we have, and then we over the next day get more deals. But then Christmas happens, and that's always a great dinner. You're sitting. On, it's the loop de loop. And don't forget to talk to your gentleman. To do the gentleman's tuck. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas. So, 
but yeah, I think you know, and then Christmas happens, and that dinner is always great. It's usually a glazed ham, and you're sitting on a mountain full of presents, and it's warm, but not too warm, and you're relaxed. You're in your sweater, but you're not sweating. You're in your sweater, sweating. The fire might be going on, and if it's not, it will be soon as you watch the Godfather trilogy coming on, or Holiday End of the Grinch or something. But then after that, you got New Year's, which is kind of like the cherry on... I love how I'm talking about this as if nobody knows the holidays. I'm like, here's how it is, kids. Here's, here's the breakdown of, of what happens. Okay? And then, at the end, it's January 2nd, and everything's boring for two months. Gray and cold, and it'll last the rest of your life. I think Groundhog Day needs to be, like, you know, more of a big deal. There needs to be something, but... But what can you really do then? Hmm. You know. Well, no. I yeah, mean, I'm gonna go it, pick up a groundhog. He just bit my finger off. I now need a tetanus shot. Good job. <laughs> tetanus. Tennis. Uh, well, Groundhog Day in in Puxitani is actually huge. They go there at like two in the morning and start like drinking and partying. Those crazy hicks. I used to have some oh, friends yeah. at Penn State. You've been State. there, right? I've never been there, but I had friends at Penn State that would go every year. Like it was the, you know, how, like it, the Mummers Parade, the Maniacs. They start drinking at four a.m. down there in Philly. The Mummers. Yeah. You know they the get Mummers. wild. Have you ever been to the Mummers? I. You know what? I don't think I've ever been there, physically. <laughs> Just in spirit, I was floating. <laughs> I was an apparition above the Market Street Parade. <laughs> an apparition. What's wrong? Is the is the sound weird on your end? Your it just got weird for a second, but uh, it's okay now. I fixed it. Are, do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine, but you were bobbing and weaving over there. I could tell you were a little distracto macto. Oh, I have Clarkinson's disease. I just can't <laughs> stop moving. How are we doing it here, Cleveland? How are we doing it here, Hill Valley? How are we doing it? It's your kids, Marty. <laughs> it's not your son. Um, well, what are we getting into tonight? The, the 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 first topic that you sent over, I'm like, I don't know what this even is. I could, I, I think the idea of GoFundMe just sounds like give me money. And that is like something I'm so like, right. oh, I just keep my distance from. So I know whatever we're doing, it's like a, it's like a bit. But what is it? That, well, it was a typo. It was go fuck me. I need a prostitute for the party that you and I are putting together. <laughs> no, GoFundMe is funny. Um, it's funny. I've been thinking about this. I've been seeing a lot of GoFundMe set up after every news article. And uh, I just, I wanted to just, Bring that up for a second. It's really interesting that today's day and age, uh, day and age, we're very quick to ask for money over like any inconvenience. I mean, I oh, I started doing some research. I read an article in the New York Times, and it was like, uh, you know, GoFundMe. It's a it's a social platform for donating for whatever cause. You just ask for and, money. Uh, you ask for money, but people Go donate and. I think there are some causes, obviously, that are very good to do. I mean, if there's like a pet that needs uh, surgery and you can't afford it or a funeral or something, you know, set up a GoFundMe. There's obviously some good things. But I feel like a lot of people abuse it. I I was looking through them and I saw like, you know, help me find my spiritual journey and become a shaman in Jamaica, (laughs) pay for a trip. And um, it takes away from like legitimate nonprofits that have like a soul-specific mission. A shaman. 
because a lot of people are just donating to this. I saw one, a guy got beat up, an ice cream truck guy got beat up in LA, which is sad and it's terrible. Um, but then they set up a GoFundMe for him because of the story. He got like 80 grand off of like getting hit in the face a few times. It's not like he was paralyzed or anything. I mean, he's got like an ass whooping, which is terrible. Right. But I feel like that's more of a matter for like the police department than like, let's donate. And yeah. after all these news articles, it was like a GoFundMe has been set up. But it's not monitored. It's not. I, I set up a GoFundMe as a joke. Yeah. You can visit it at GoFundMe.com slash Clark the Shark. It's me with a funny face saying this guy has attention deficit disorder, which there's no cure for. Please help him. You know? I got four grand on him. Shut up. No, I got wow. $11. I'm $11? Not really promoting it. I got 11 bucks. But, um, but I still got money. It's still amazing. Yeah, but uh, it's not monitored. I, could, I guarantee you there's people out there that'll, that'll go to hell because of this. But they're putting like kid needs new leg or brain oh, transplant or cancer, oh and they're just taking the money because you, you get the money and you automatically go into your account, and they take like a three percent whatever. But it's not monitored, so you can put anything out there. So one, I feel like it's taking away from real causes such as nonprofits, and then people that actually have a legitimate GoFundMe. And another one is it's you it's a free for all. You can do anything. Oh. My God, it's not you don't you can't like prove you don't have to like prove that uh, you know your kid may lose a leg unless you raise four grand. Like you can't you don't have to prove that you don't have to prove no. like show like I guess that's between records. you and God though. If you're gonna do that, I think you're gonna have bigger problems down the road. And but yeah, they set it up on the reverse side. The people that are donating, you know, they're probably like, well, even if it's not true, they need that money for something. And I'll give it to them. Right. You know I'm going to sit behind my keyboard and start typing. So, what's going on, man? What, what else is happening with you? I'm going to go fund me. I'm sticking to it. Go fund me. I can't believe you have $11. That's great. <laughs> so good. Um, what is new with me? I have no idea. Nothing. Uh, just trying to get my head back into work. Um, I'm I... wrapping around the old grindstone. I am uh, completely consumed by Westworld uh, after Sunday night's episode. Just even crazier, even deeper down the rabbit hole. And uh, set, wild. setting up for the finale. Are you all caught up? I'm all caught up, yeah. I'm all caught up with that and Walking Dead, so I'm uh, full yeah. swing into it. Yeah, me too. Um <laughs> Bernard, spoiler alert for everybody. So spoiler alert. Bernard, not alert. Bernard thinks that he he hacked into Clementine, yeah. and he had her point the gun at him. <laughs> and he's responsible. The piano doesn't play doesn't kill the player if he doesn't like the song. So good. It's so good. Hopkins and is amazing. He's amazing, and it keeps giving you surprises. Yes. And, uh, it just gets good in every way, and it's, for me, it's unpredictable, a lot of it. Yes. Think, wow, they did this. You know, it's not like the old typical, right. you know, cliche of, uh, I can see where you know, it's going. Yeah. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's very good. It's very, uh, it just takes you for loops, takes you all around. And, and the thing that's really interesting about Westworld, too, is the acting for me. They're yeah. all great actors. Even if you've seen them before and you're like Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, you know they're good. 
they they really bring it to there, you know. They, yes. they, they bring everything in there. Every character is good. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, who uh, it's Evan Rachel Wood, right? Yeah. Who was in uh, the wrestler? Uh, which I thought she was great in that. She was in the, um, the wrestler. She was oh, uh, Mickey wow, Rourke's daughter. In the that's wrestler. right. She really brings it, man. And, and uh, Fandy Newton's always been good, but she, I mean they're all great. Yes. I think they know they're they're part of something special. It's like a uh, yes. Game of Thrones or Sopranos or something. They know this is something that's going to be talked huge about for a long time. Eight years. You and I will be on Sirius talking about Westworld season finale. Yeah. Series finale. And no, I agree, man. I think they're all going to be up. I bet you this show wins all the uh, the Emmys this year. Uh, I yeah. think HBO and Game. Uh, I think Westworld and Game of Thrones win every single award. Um, they'll just battle it out. Uh, just keep going. But like when, when William finally like snap. Remember uh, what's his name? His friend. Uh, yeah, you're the guy with the, the black beard. Yeah. The guy that's like, come on, let's go, go black hat with me. He wakes up and hey, he's a cowboy. There's dead bodies everywhere, and William's like, I figured Wild. out this game. I think right. that's like proof. He's he's the Ed Harris exactly. character. He's the he, he's the man in black. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that's that's uh, kind of setting the course for a lot of the, these events. And and how many seasons? Or seasons? How many uh, episodes are left in the season? One. There's only there's only one left. So, what I think is going to happen? No, yes. I won't give any spoilers, but they're going to throw you. I think I've said this before. For I could be wrong, but I think they're going to throw you for an incredible twist that's going to set up the stage for like a whole new ball game. I don't know if it's going to yes. be like one of the other worlds coming into play. Right. Like a Roman or something shows up or but there's going to be something some bigger picture revealed. Yes. It's going to be exciting. And this the West World I think is only like a piece of like you know, six different pieces. Yes, it's a slice of a it's giant of pie that we have like that you know, everyone uh, doesn't even know about yet. Yeah, they just keep going. My new narrative. I would go to Westworld if I had the funds and that existed. The reveries. Reveries. Let me ask you this. If you were in Westworld, the bedazzlement, would you? (laughs) What? In Westworld, would you try to play a a story arc if you went there and keep cool? Or would you just just go dreamlike sequence and start blowing people up and having sex? I think I would try to be cool and then I would be like, I'd get bored. And then I would just start like blasting people away. Yeah, right. I think I'd I'd run wild. I I wouldn't be white hat. I would be black hat. I would like just have as much fun as I could, because odds are I wouldn't really be able to. Well, I'm just picturing if like, if I'm not, you know, a gazillionaire, and I have like one chance to go, because I don't know. They right. don't really explain if it's like super expensive. <laughs> they like reference. It has to be. They reference that it is. Yeah, it has to be. So, I'm thinking if I could only go once, I would have to go all out. I'd have to just, well, you they, know, change storylines just by killing characters and, you know. Right. Dressing up as a woman. I mean, whatever it takes. <laughs> Try out all the whoes and the hezzes. I guess you'd have to be, they, and Maeve. it must be only a few people a day that are allowed in there. Because it's, it's not like Disney World, I imagine, where there's like a hundred of, hundreds of regular people. Because you wouldn't know who's a robot and who's not. Right. Uh, you could just start punching people, and they would be like a guest, and then there'd be like a lawsuit, you know? Yeah. No, I think you can only go like two. You can, I I think like 
only two guests or possibly three, like they all have to know each other when they go into like one world. You know, like right. when William and, and what's his name first got there, it was like just them. Yeah, it was just them and the and the, the hosts. And the and the hosts. And uh just at the end it's amazing when he tells Bernard, you know, and Bernard, yeah. you're going to point that gun at your head and pull the trigger after I leave. And he's like, please don't make me do it. And he, like, leaves. And he's like, Robert! And Ford kind of stops. He's like, he's do as you're told, Bernard. So Bernard was Arnold. <laughs> do as you're told, Bernard. Hello. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's going to keep getting better, too. Did you see Walking Dead? I did. And, uh... It was a filler. It was another one of those... The, the, the middle chunk that suck. And yeah, now the, the last... Episodes. The last two usually get pretty great. Um, right. And I think, uh, you know, that girl... I always forget her name. What's her name? The, um... The lesbian chick. Yeah, right. I don't know her name. I know. I can't get her. I can't remember. She, she I like showed her up too. With, with I just the don't governor. know her name. Yeah. Yeah, she's funny. Uh, she was kind of like, Atlanta. but yes, it's another world, another like, you know, location. So like, a, like a women's colony. Yes, because the the saviors killed all the men. Yeah. So then they relocated to the ocean, and they don't need mm-hmm. the they don't need Negan because they have food. They have fish. They have a sustainable source of fish. <laughs> fish. Walking <laughs> fish, flying fish. <laughs> Roaming fish, shrimp, baba gum. Yeah, it, it's interesting. They they find this different colony and uh, yeah, she wakes up on the beach. I right? did like that. They did, did like they, that. They did change of pace. They Tarantinoed us. They kind of did the end yeah. at the beginning and the beginning at the end with how she ended up where it started. Non-linear plots. Ooh, that was good. Flashbacks. I like when they show different different parts of that world, like with Walking Dead. I know with budget constraints, but it'd be cool if they showed like clips from like Philadelphia or New York. Or I mean, they tried to do it with Fear of the Walking Dead, but it just didn't work in that that universe because it was set there all the, you know the whole time. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see like Rick and his gang stumble upon something different, you know. And they have done that too, but whenever they show like a new part of the universe, it's kind of cool to see. Oh yeah, I love it when they do that. And yeah, that was that was an issue with Fear of the Walking Dead because. They just went down the coast, so it was like they were always on the ocean. It's right. like, all right, like, out, change though. this scenery, please. But I like it. I think next week's going to be great. Uh, I think uh, I need more Ezekiel, damn it. I need more King Man Productions Ezekiel. King Ezekiel. And Sheba the Tiger. Yeah, I love Sheba. Well fed, too. I thank him for that. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter. Uh, the underscore podcast, will. and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear hear the feedback too. Uh, yeah, it's just really interesting too. Um, I'm very curious what Walking Dead, what direction they're going to go, because it's left open. You know, there's confrontation with Rick and, and uh, Negan and everything, and, and he's but he's not really building up. I mean, I think something, another drastic thing is going to happen. I'm yeah, really disappointed, and it's like, oh, there's a there's a gray shadow looking out from the woods. Wait three months to see what happens. Right. Enjoy Christmas yams. 
That's what they say to the announcer. They just come in. On seasons from the next Walking Dead. Enjoy your candy abs. <laughs> that doesn't give me anything about the next next episode. Fuck you, viewer. Read the comics, bitch. AMC. They uh it, it's so annoying when they take that long break. Christmas is on a Sunday this year. How great would it be if The Walking Dead, a new episode, was on Christmas night? Christmas night, that's, you know, the worst because it's all over. It's done. It's finished. Yeah. Depressing. The joy is over. So that would be fun, but no. And everybody's home, too. Nobody in America, unless you're like emergency services or something, a movie theater at night. I mean, everyone's going to be home. Yeah. I mean, that would be for the ratings, from a rating standpoint. Yeah. Fire that up. Yeah. What else are you going to do? That's so true. God, they would get more viewers, which they're obviously losing. But uh, yeah. I'm sure they're not too worried about it. No. They they have. That's a machine. Okay. As we said on the first episode of the podcast, Lever, it's a machine. And it's just going to keep going. That's right. And, going and rolling. Slicing. And maybe slowing. Slicing. Now. Thrice. Uh. Well, yeah, it's good. So, like I said, I got really—I was really in the Westworld, and I was really in the Walking Dead. But this weekend, uh, during my relaxation and all the time off, the holiday weekend, I—I I got at my leisure. I got a chance to check out this show called Three Percent on okay. Net, on Netflix. It's a Brazilian. Three percent Brazilian production in in the future. The th- the elite three percent of the world <laughs> live yeah. on this like enchanted island where like f- there's no money and like food is f- everything's free and it's it's like this utopia and it's sh- the the season starts off with th- like these like seven different characters and they're go- they go through all these tests it's almost like a Hunger Games kind of thing where they go through all it's these like tests a bad future to get like, a like accepted future. yeah. Because the rest of the world is like impoverished and shit. It's all kind of melted down. Yeah, everything's destroyed. And is it? Uh, is it, it was, good? It was good. It sounds but sounds interesting. It's very interesting. There's a lot of like lost parallels and and Hunger Games. But sounds like it. You like the island? It is all in Portuguese. And by episode yeah. eight, they still hadn't shown you this island. It's that these kids are in. The, uh, I'm like, just get to it. It's called the offshore. Yeah. The, oh, off, the right. offshore. That's what they call it. Pretty good though. You recommend? Uh, check it out if you can stick with the subtitles throughout the entire thing. Subtitles don't bother me. Me neither, and they actually make me follow the story better because you're like forced to read. You can't like do other things in the other room and listen because yes. you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you have to watch. It's like you the miss uh, major the, plot points. It's like the entertainment universe's way of being like, ADD is not going to work tonight, <laughs> fat man. Watch it. <laughs> you can only do one thing here. Focus. Focus. But, uh, no, I'm adding for you. I would check it out. But yeah. I did also watch Dana Carvey's uh, stand-up that's on there that was produced. Oh, yeah, I'm there. curious about that. How, how long ago did he do that? Like two weeks. It's, it's brand new, right? It's brand new. How is it? It's good. He does a lot of voices. Uh, like he, I, I always forget he can do a lot of voices. Um, and so he's promoting it, actually. And he was on Stern. And it was really, it was like an hour and 20 minute interview. Uh, oh, wow. With Dana Carvey and Howard. And, and it was so good. 
And he talks about how <clears throat> Dr. Evil is is Dana Carvey's impression of Lorne Michaels. Even Dr. The, Evil even the is pinky. Dana Carvey's impression of Lorne Michaels. Okay. Even the pinky. So on Senate Live, like backstage when they're rehearsing or whatever, Dana Carvey would imitate uh, Lorne Michaels. And he would talk like this, exactly like this, one billion, you know, like, because he's oh the God. rich, the rich evil master. And it, it right. sa- and, and Mike Myers will, like, never admit to it, that he just, like, completely ripped off that character for Dr. Evil. Oh, really? Yes. Was he bitter about it, or was he cool he, about it? He's kind of, like, upset about it. He should have been playing Dr. Evil. He wanted that Austin Powers money. Well, eight hundred yeah. million dollar franchise would have helped him out. Yeah, or yeah, he wanted like he was, some. He was to a man in disguise. Mike Myers was making like eighty million off playing three characters. Throw a bone to me, please. Throw a bone. And I, and I, and I. I, I, I think like he just water. wanted like a cocoa dip, like recognition, you know, or or some kind of like, hey, you know, I'm I'm ha- I'm gonna have a character in this movie that's literally the character you do when you make fun of Lorne. Yeah, he's gonna be a a bad guy, and you know, I don't know. You know, I'd be curious of how the relationship is. Is it strange or whatnot? Because Dana Carvey to me, I I always liked Dana Carvey. I always thought like he should have been given more credit. He has credit. He's done a lot of roles, but even some of his shitty movies, and he's only done a few movies, but uh, he did this Master of Disguise. Oh yeah, which is like a, a bad movie. Turtle. Turtle, like it's a shitty turtle, movie, but, but he does some things in there that are like funny, and it's like it, you could like build on that and isolate it. I always yes. felt like he should have got more credit. I've, I always liked him. I never thought he was drop dead funny, but I, he was always super entertaining to watch, and I, I, I always felt like they should have given more props, like a prop plane from the third. At the prop handout table, he should have got more. Um, a souvenir at the proper award show, he came in last. Dude, Dana Carvey, I'm going to say something too. here. And I will stand by this until the day that I am six feet under, or in ashes floated upon over the ocean. Um, or a cryogenic container. Yes. Right? <laughs> I was just going to say, or if I'm still here, uh, the Dana Carvey show was the funniest TV show ever. But it was only eight episodes because it was he, quick. Would, he would make fun of the sponsors in the show. Yeah, you mentioned was, that before. It was just like the Chappelle show. He would come out and talk and then, like, go to a skit. And then he'd come back and talk. And, like, instead of going to a commercial, he would just talk about one of the, the ads, one of, like, the sponsors. <laughs> and, like, eight episodes. And, like, make fun of them. Hemorrhaging money. <laughs> Hemorrhaging money. Yeah, that's a quick way to get canceled. But it was hilarious. And uh, he, uh, on Saturday Night Live, he was unbelievable. I mean, he was Garth. He was the church lady. He was Hans and Franz. Church chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that he was, special? He was George Bush. Right. Um, Ross Perot. He, Ross, <laughs> Ross Perot. I forgot about that. <laughs> Larry. Larry. Can I finish? Larry. Him and Norm MacDonald doing Larry King and... Uh, and Ross yeah. Perot was amazing. Or maybe it was Phil Hartman. I think it was maybe Phil. He's funny too, man. He, yeah, and he's like one of those guys. He's like a Robin Williams. I've seen him a few oh, yes. times on Late Night. Maybe it was Letterman or Leno. But he's always on, and he like has to get up and do impressions. He's like Jim Carrey in the sense that you know he can't yeah. 
for a very long sit down and like you and I, you know, we're, we're in the same realm as Jim Carrey uh, financially too. Uh, oh, you know, we exactly. can't just sit down. You can't just sit down and be like, yes, the movie was great. The cinematography, <laughs> he has to run off and do, he has to perform. He's a performer, you know, it's great. I can never give a review like straight faced. Like, uh, you know, I went and watched the Eagles game last night at, at the parrot. And Heather was like, Heather was like, oh, how was it? And I was like, oh my gosh, it was fun. Like we, Aaron Rodgers is just so good. Like it was amazing to so watch. Crazy. You know, I couldn't have just been like, they uh, scored on their first drive, uh, <laughs> then we matched it, and then they just outscored us and we lost. They got the ball down the field, and uh, <laughs> we just have a group, a group of great guys out there. We just gotta play play the ball ball game like like a team. It's called team and chip. If you read Matt uh, Christopher books as a kid, I did. Uh, he's one of the best in the business, and you know uh, he's he's got a great team around him. Uh, you know he's a great leader. Uh, you know someone I look up to, and uh, you know it just that's uh, that's why he is who he is. And uh, we got a lot to work on. So this, this morning, on to I, I, after working my hamstrings, I, I paid this electric <laughs> bill, and uh, you know you got to do that because if you want power on, you gotta you gotta pay the city to. To keep the lights turned on because when, when you come home, if, if not, it's dark. And you have a great group of guys out there, and it's a lot of fun to work out, too. I was uh, sitting there nude in the uh, <laughs> in the evaporated milk. and uh, <laughs> Half and a half. In the uh, half and half. And uh, they dipped me full body like in uh, Westworld, <laughs> like the robots being made. What is that stuff? Might as well call me a, call me a frozen yogurt. Like, do, dipped do, you, do you ever watch the, the opening sequence of that yeah. show and, and how they're making it's like James it? Bond. It's like, it, but just how they're like building. And then all of a sudden the, the hand comes off the piano and she's riding a horse shooting. Yeah. The it's horse like the, is what always gets me. It's like the evolution of it all. Yeah. They're showing they're banging. the banging of the, of the Genesis. They're banging. There's sexual content <laughs> for younger viewers. Discretion advised. Robots, coitus. Coitus. And how about I that? They clean those. How about Maeve when she, her and uh, oh. the 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 outcast guy, the rebel, tearing uh, it up. What's his name? Gosh, uh, when they when they're banging in the in the tent and she sets it on fire. Oh, that was such a wild scene. Crazy. Chubby's Chubby's were distributed. Chubby's distributed. They were they were, they were going for a, a, a dime a dozen. Six to midnight. Six to midnight. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. How they do that is amazing, though. It's like a James Bond movie. There's just graphics in the beginning and all, all kinds of cool It's all visual. It's all about like, like being high or stoned and uh, you know, you're watching that and you're just like, you just blew my fucking mind. You know, it's, just, it's wild. So we're just enjoying television. It's, it's visually aesthetic. I heard someone say high art is... Like, to, to, for art to be considered like high art, uh, it means that it's up for interpretation. So, like that whole beginning, like, are they like telling a story? Like, right? Are they like telling us the the timeline of everything for the whole for the whole first season? Rewatch it. Go back I think and it rewatch is, it. I think it is a microcosm for the plot line to unfold. Yeah, I, I do. There's I think it's, they show the evolution of it all. Genesis. Genesis. They kind of show that, yeah. And um, I like that they chose that kind of dark music 
the play throughout and the uh, filler music in. You know, they're not doing the traditional, you know, score uh, of of an orchestra. I mean, they do a little bit of that, but they have different like synth in there and. It's just like eerie music. It's not like anything I could actually describe it with something else. I know. It's almost like it, uh, during parts of the music, it makes me like angry and I'm like, ugh, and like sad. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, makes no, it's, uncomfortable. Just, it's just the music. Just shake it off. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just that three-day-old, uh, three-day-expired bread that I ate this morning with a turkey sandwich. You can't, you, <laughs> you can't feel this music, but no, it's that good. Speaking of music, real quick. Before we get into sports, John. Uh, so, the new Star Wars movie comes out in like two weeks. Rogue, Rogue One. One. Rogue One, a Star Wars story or tale. Uh, <laughs> the guy, John Williams. Love the, him. The, the master, the maestro. Best. He He did not do the score for this one. Right, he's done them. He's done them for all seven so far, and not this one. Do you know who did it? No. The one and only Michael Giacchino. And if you don't know him, you would. You would, of course, if you would watch the greatest show of all time, Lost. Which the music is as equally important as the the visual in in Lost. The music's amazing. Didn't he do Jurassic World too? Yes, yes, he did. And he did uh, Inside Out or something. You know what? No, I'm thinking of Band of Brothers, but it was another Michael that did that. But Michael, what's his name? Giacchino? Giacchino. He did all the uh, Medal of Honor video games, too, which for video games have like an amazing score. Oh, really? Yeah, those games were produced, but it was right after like Band of Brothers and Private Ryan. So Spielberg like produced them. You know, because oh. like video games are huge. Let's do it. Yeah. So he did the score for them, and Big he's money. done. Yeah, Jurassic World he did, which was brilliant because he he hinted at the original score, also done by John Williams, which is a little oh. piece of trivia. <laughs> and uh, he was like respectful. I, I like him. He's good. He, he's a young uh, guy too, I think. He what? I think he's a young guy. Like yeah, a young guy. A John Williams, dude. you know, is eighty or something. Right. But uh, uh, this guy, yeah, he's going to be. I think you're going to be seeing more and more of him. He, he was like a John Debney, if you will. But. First of all, the nerds are flipping out about it. Uh, <laughs> but he had five weeks to do it. Wow, that's nothing. That's yeah. no time. That's like saying, paper's oh, due tomorrow. And I you're like, I guess I'll use the old AIDS excuse, but then I'll be cured next week. <laughs> that's no time. Five weeks? How do you give a budget I like Star Wars? Shattered my ankle. Oh, because it was rushed. The mouse house was probably like, we got to get something out next year. Uh, but, like, they've been... They've been making and promoting this movie for a while, like and shooting it, and then they had they had a whole bunch of reshoots that they did. Um, There's a yeah. lot of weirdness surrounding this movie, but I think it's going to be incredible. It looks so good to me. Uh, Darth Vader is in it. This is between three and four. Is that time. what it is? I was going to ask you. So yes. it's between. Between uh, the original Star Wars and New uh, Hope. Oh, so it's it's when he's already he's, become he recently became Darth Vader. Yes, and he's kind of setting up the stage. 
Like everyone's kind of finding their footing. They're introducing characters. That's interesting. Yeah, they're they're well, they're building the Death Star, and now the this like rebel force is gonna sneak in and try to steal the plans, so uh-uh-uh. so they can eventually blow it up like they do when Luke goes and blows it up in A New, New Hope. Yeah, and uh, Darth Vader's in it, and he's like, but the guy who plays, did you watch? Uh, Bloodline. Bloodline, no. I think so. Uh, it's blood. On Netflix. NST. There's a good actor. That's, it's going to be a great movie. I'm really excited about it. But the guy... It comes out on the 16th? 16th, I believe, yes. Okay. Excellent photographic memory. Carson Just the Just the <laughs> Just duty. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that should be interesting. That, I think that's the biggest movie coming out in December. Are there any other blockbusters coming out? I don't think so. Yeah, the other one I saw that's coming out, which I'm, I'm kind of excited for, is uh, King Kong, Skull Island. You see the trailer for that? It Samuel looks... Jackson's in it? Yeah, who else is in it? It's a good cause. It's a good cause. <laughs> It looks good, man. I've always liked the King Kong universe, too. Me, too. Because it's nature, fan. and it, they have dinosaurs, but it's mysterious. And But this one's cool because it's, like, modern day. Like, they have, like, you know. Godzilla could never do it in, in modern times. King Kong, even the Peter Jackson one, I thought was pretty good. I agree. I thought uh, the Jack Black one, you mean? Is that that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I they, I it. thought it was good. I, I, I have it. I enjoyed it. I uh, saw it in a theater, and... Uh, I I like it now that they're that they're continuing to make him because technology just keeps getting better and better and he looks so huge and so realistic and and massive. Oh my gosh, it's, I love how he's, he's like, got a heart too. That's chest. what that's what I think I like about Kong is you know apes are so similar to humans are closely related. Ninety eight. Kong also has like feelings. He's just been you know abused on this island and yeah, the no, king of his own cat like uncivilized but. Um, yeah, but he also has, like, feelings. Like, it's not just, like, a T-Rex that you're like, we need to kill it, right. you know? I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's, I don't know, I always liked the story. It always scared me as a kid, too. I watched the Youngs and the remake in 76. And it was just like, you know, there's um, all kinds of weird creatures on the island. There's, like, snakes that are huge and spiders and just a weird thing altogether. My dad showed like downtown us. downtown L.A. My dad showed Weird shit happened. My dad showed us that. Black and white King Kong. When I was oh, really? eight years old, uh, oh. we were down in Sea Isle City, New Jersey, with the screen door open, and we had a house on the beach, and we laid on on the on the couch in sleeping bags. And the original watched, from like thirty three, I guess. It, when he fight no, it, when he Bay fights Ray? when he fights like a T Rex, he fights like a dinosaur basically, and he. He's battling the dinosaur, the T-Rex, the looking thing, and eventually he just takes its head and twists it and just crushes the, t- the T-Rex's jaw, like rips his head off. And uh, from that point on, I was like, this is unbelievable. Kong it's great, right? is king, and I'll watch anything that he's involved in. Yeah, I, I watch all of his work. He, he's yeah. very selective with his roles, but he's, he's just brilliant to work with. Brilliant. Was, no, it's was, great. It's great. I love his whole catalog. I love his whole, uh, <laughs> I love his whole, his whole accessory. He's, uh, he's great. He's brilliant. I love him. Nobody knows Kong better 
Kobe. Actually, a lot of people do. You never even seen the original. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So what do we got? The docket with um, shorts with John. You're gonna be spanking some Daisy Dukes. Just giving them buzz with the Daisy Dukes on. So I don't know if you watched the Monday Night Football last night, but John Gruden was <laughs> verbally filleting Aaron Rodgers every I'm I'm telling you I'm not exaggerating every 60 seconds he would say something great about Aaron Rodgers that he is just the greatest and did you notice this did you notice I didn't watch the game but when he told me about Gruden uh, salivating I had to hear it was he really uh, being um, impartial and kind of Glazing over his lines with him. It was like Aaron Rodgers was just playing against. He was comparing Aaron Rodgers to another quarterback. Was like comparing Aaron Rodgers to just a, a host quarterback. Like Carson <laughs> Wentz wasn't a human being. He he was just like a a man. I threw something in a corner. <laughs> look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Look at those creamy hamstrings slide across there and glide like an angel. I still don't remember the new guy's name. Uh, the guy that took Mike Tirico's spot, which is just oh. blasphemous, blasphemous, blasphemous. I'll say it again, blasphemous. blasphemous. How doth you? And why do you have Ron, Rod Woodson? Is he the new guy that had the yellow? Oh yeah, you didn't watch the game, uh, so we. I can't... know Rod Woodson though. He's a he's a classic player from the old days. Amazing, not Rod Woodson. Uh, Pete Townsend of the Who. He was just hanging out, <laughs> drilling himself. Yeah, but dude, they were showing Aaron Rodgers release times. Yeah. Gruden Gruden had like a, a stopwatch. He was like, check this out, man. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't he was not holding the ball for more than a, a third of a second. Rodgers would get it and let go. And get it and let go. Like Immediately, he just fired away. Ripped us apart. And wow. uh, if you listen to the last show, I basically predicted this would happen. Uh, he was four. And, he, he was he was zero for the last four games. He's lost four in a row. He was waiting to slice someone's throat on the biggest stage of the week, Monday Night Football, against yes. against history's scapegoat, the Eagles, <laughs> losing streak scapegoat. We know about that. It's bad. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he so we ripped him, uh, ripped him a new one, and, and so Gruden was just kind of salivating over this guy. All he did was talk about Aaron Rodgers. At one point, Rodgers. Really, I wonder what was going on with that because he, I've seen him do things like that in the past. Yeah. Well, kind of. You're like, yeah, he's kind of too into that player. <laughs> he's kind of really into it. I, <laughs> not to cut you off, but I, the last time I saw Gruden, it was one of the more recent games. I forget what it was, but he was talking. It was one of those filler. Uh, halftime is just about over. And they're ready to kick off, but you know they're live again. They just haven't kicked off, so they're they're filling the time with oh, uh, yes. the announcers. And yes. he was kind of talking about, I forgot. What, I'll think about it later. But one of the quarterbacks is like, he's just so good, you know. And then what he does, it reminds me of a young. And he was making these references to like legends, and you're like, yeah, he's kind of really looking into this guy too much. Yeah. <laughs> he is a surefire Hall of Famer, Mike. I could tell you. It's almost like he's on drugs. Or he's got, got wood, you know? It's interesting. And not Rod Woodson, like the real the chubs, not the shorts. He was, I, 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 who was it he was talking about? But he was really getting into him. 
And uh, I don't know. I like him, though. Love him to coach the Eagles. Oh, I know. That much. And that's the but thing. Going. I do love John Gruden. I think he's amazing. But yeah. it was just – and maybe it was because they were playing the Eagles. And maybe maybe I've watched a Monday Night Football game where he has called uh, an Aaron Rodgers and, and said the, sta- the same things. And I'm sing- sitting there just, like, agreeing with everything he says. But I'm not noticing it because they're not playing the Eagles. But – Right, it, right. It's it, more amplified then, and everything's more yeah. articulate because you know it's it's personal at this point. I just, uh, yeah, it was personal. Uh, it was it was salacious. Exactly. He was being mean. Yeah. Mean uh, other football news: the Seahawks. Oh. What the fuck they 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 beat the crap out of us. They look amazing. They beat the Patriots, then they uh, lose to the Bucks. <laughs> One of those things. Why does that happen? Overconfidence, or I don't know. It's weird. It, it happens a lot too. It's weird. You have this team that's like nine and zero, and then they're like, they just lost to the worst team in the league. You know? <laughs> okay. Wow. The Bucks are actually uh, they're they're over five hundred now. Um, are they? I think you're right. Overconfidence, and now every team is going to play the Seahawks. They're going to play like harder than every. You know, they're going to play their greatest. Because they know yeah. they have to, or why even show up? Right. And they just cut them with the, the pants bar. down. They're going to show up with the pants down. Yeah, it definitely set the bar for them. And um, that's what I love about football, though. This time of year, when you get a couple weeks left and things are really heating up, you see these guys emerge, that are kind of, or teams emerge, that are kind of in a, a little bit of sleep. And then all of a sudden, they're like, shit's getting real. we got to do this. That's why you see oh, yeah. teams... As you know, yeah, you see teams that, you know, a lot of times they're undefeated to this point, and then they just get wiped out first round of the playoffs because they kind of blew their load too early. And then you have these other guys that are like, oh, let's step up. And that's yes. why you have some guys go to the Super Bowl that are like wild card guys. And you're like, they really battle themselves out, you know? Yeah, you're right. Or at least get to like the final round, it, the, the championship, the uh, conference championship. It's just interesting to see this this time of year. It, things, it takes no, takes no element on your pants. It's good. I want I them hope, to sponsor the show. I hope the Giants, uh, you know, eventually sputter out. I mean, they've won six in a row. It's like, what are they going to win? Ten in a row? Uh, they have to lose eventually and get in a funk and, and lose. But, dude, Odell Beckham. Be great if they lost to the Patriots. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, he's amazing. One of if, the best. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I think that is a sign that the NFL is on its way down. Because a really? rookie quarterback and running back cannot win the Super Bowl. That just can't happen. Or it just proves that offensive lineman is the most important position in the entire game. The what quarterback and running back? I didn't hear you. Uh, a rookie. Oh, rookie, yeah. Right. You know, uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. He's got problems. Yeah. They are yeah. good. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, you'll see what happens. When was the last time they went to the Super Bowl? Was it during their... Um, 90s uh, rain uh, when they went like five times yeah. in the yeah. 90s because they, they went like three or four times and they missed one or two and then they came back. They won. With, uh, they won but it was the 90s, right? Last time the Cowboys went? 92, 93, and 95. Okay. That was the last time. Okay. 95. Yeah, because they skipped a year. Nin- Niners won in 94. Ah, a regular gold miner. And the Patriots barely beat another shitty team again. 
uh, barely escaping division rival Jets in another Ryan Fitzpatrick blunderous <laughs> interception <laughs> in, in the final seconds. That old bit. That Sorry, old act. I called it a mile Y. Uh, the old blunderbuss. And uh, something that's been a, a, an amazing... Uh, amazing. I need to cut that word out of my vocabulary. Um, like a, a really amazing. interesting, uh, fun debate. The final four in college football uh, right yeah. now. It was just released just hours ago. Uh, currently, Alabama number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, and Washington number four. So Michigan is out. Interesting. So yeah, you spoke about that in the last show too. Yes. Stage. It's very interesting. So if Washington loses to Colorado and Penn State beats Wisconsin, 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 Wisconsin there is no reason Penn State isn't in the final four. Ooh, I hope hold out. For the national title. They play for the Big Ten championship. Saturday, 8 o'clock, against Wisconsin in Indianapolis in the Dome. Big which deal. I, I hate the Dome. I don't like the Pensive artificial playground. Are you going to be watering home? What's that? Yes. Bring home. We are having a slight technical difficulty. Oh, there you are. It's all right. Good. Uh, you're better now. You're better. We had a slight miscommunication. Not just me, I'm having a stroke. No, why don't oh. joke about that? Not, I'm having a stroke. It's not funny. No, but that's interesting. So you're going to be watching that at a local bar? Or is that like a something you're going to go out and celebratory participate uh, uh, I don't know. I'm very weird with Penn State. Uh, I get real really? emotional, especially how they've come out of nowhere and been like really, really good. So yeah. this game, if they even want a shot... They have to win. They have to beat Wisconsin. And so right. I don't want to go out thinking like, yeah, like we're, we're really good. We've won like, I don't know, seven in a row. Doing cartwheels. I don't want to assume that I can go out and have a good time watching them win because Wisconsin's awesome and yeah. we get off to slow starts. So at the very best, it'll be like a, very, a really scary first half. And I don't want to go do that in okay. public. I want to be home, right? My home base, safe. It'll be secure, a comfort zone with my blanket. Yeah. Yes, comfort blanket, security blanket. You want to be ready to, to accept the change, whatever. <laughs> Not out there in public. Exactly. That's and, all. It, it's uh, been with me, with, with some of those situations, you're like, I kind of want to be home. I can just kind of sit myself. Yeah. Uh, if things don't go the way I wanted to, or if they do, I'm not, you know, getting too drunk and, you know. Well, well. We're getting the DUI, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, or, oh, how much did I spend? You know, how many, how many scotches did I say? (laughs) Take your pants off. Oh, bad decisions. Yeah, you want to be, for some of the emotional games, it's good. It's better. Yeah, right. And I think it's even better when it's like uh, not just one game. You know, football's just one game. Uh, when there's when it's playoffs and it's like a series, 
I, I yeah. kind of enjoy it better because okay, they they lost. Who cares? You can go. We'll get game two. You know, whatever. It's not over. Yeah. Like yeah. Baseball. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey as opposed to like a one shot. You know, boom, uh, boom, sudden boom. death. It's more of like, all right, we learn from what we can do now. Uh, let's let's right. apply this for the next game because I felt like a lot of times with football. Every time with football, it's like you should have did this. Oh, this. He should this. Where with baseball, you're like. Okay, here's what we need to work on. We're going to practice this. Yes. We're going to get this right, and we're going to do our best. And that way, if we lose, we know at least we tried. And you know, it, it's more of a process, which I which I like to. Hence the term Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. Regular Yogi Berra. Don't you love when people are like, "Here's what they should have did." It's like oh. I didn't ask you. I didn't <sighs> ask you anything. I'm trying to get a coffee. Here's what they should have did. Well, you should have did, did. finished college. Right. They sure <laughs> did. You should have paid attention in English. <laughs> they should have did. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. Should've I agree with my... you. But it, 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 you always have that, that, that guilty pleasure, that selfish moment in football when your team wins, yeah. and it's by technicality or like by one point. And like, uh, but it was only by a point. It's like, yeah, but it's a win, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. You kind of, like, throw it that way. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, you know, they're obviously evenly you know, matched. Side of the token. They're obviously right. yeah. evenly matched, so... Shit's on you. You just Shit. didn't. You just did that much less. One less. Yeah. That's how much you suck. Should have had one less coconut Twinkie on your way to the game. And then <laughs> skipping the chilling right to dessert, Montgomery. Yeah, it's interesting. I love it. I love it. Super Bowl, Super Bowl this year. Who do you think it's going to be? If you had to pick based on based on today's, if today was the last uh, game before playoffs, and you saw the players going in, it's a long, long time away. But who who would you go with? Would you go with Dallas? Yeah, yeah, yeah have probably, to. Right? Have Dallas. to. I don't think it's yeah. like a, a fluky thing. I think they. God, they've even been in close games and and they still win them, and that yeah. is that's the true sign. Yeah, like they can close you out. Like so crazy. Like we took them into overtime, still lost, but we still took them into overtime. Like that, th- that just gives me hope. But yeah, it's got to be Dallas, yeah, of course. And the AFC is weird, man. The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be drinking the rum and swapping the guys in David Jones's locker. Yeah, I have syphilis. Yeah. The only, I mean, the, <laughs> I have, I have scurvy. Oh, it's a vitamin C deficiency. <laughs> Orange. Orange. Um, he, uh, Berman loves him. That would be the greatest thing if the Raiders really were for real. Because it looks now, like wouldn't they that are. be cool? And some people are now picking them to be, you know, they're better than the Patriots. Cause the, yeah, I don't know about that. The Patriots have a lot of injuries. Like, Gronk is, like, dead. He's, like, going to be paralyzed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, like, like three offensive linemen are out. Uh, I think they're banged up. And Brady's looking a little... A little a shoddy little, around the edges. But who knows? A little wonky donkey. They yeah. can just be it's interesting, walking. but I would love to see them go, man. That's a team that needs to, you know, before they move to Vegas. Oh, the Raiders. Well, they said they're uh, they're not moving anytime Good. soon. That's what the uh, the commission said. 
the Rams were the only ones, really. Good deal. And I think they're just adding a team in, in Vegas. No one's moving there. Just Vegas Knights. Yeah, before. Can you hear me, Seth? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. You cut out for a second. Dildo. Well, it picked us both up over here. Shall we slice? Okay, good. So then I just sounded like an idiot. You're like, well, here's what the Raiders are going to do. And I'm like, uh, Mom! Mom! Clark, you don't live with your mom. Mom! What's going on? Mom! Because I think off the air, I just start crying. I start crying, and then you hear me tinkling myself. And then you hear me use the word tinkle. What? I think that's a good note to wrap it. Yeah, we could slice on that. Tonight, the W W film. Flash. Thank you for listening. Please remember to tweet us. That was, oh, by the way, and that was Sports with John. (laughs) (laughs) Spin that shit. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. Uh, remember to download all the shows for free on Podbean at podcastle.podbean.com and on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. From the guy in the locker room smelling the shoes, I am Matthew Clark to the director of Uniform Formation Sequences in California, Jonathan Hassinger, saying adieu, everybody. Nerd.35 at Snapchat. Godspeed. Duke up 7361 from Michigan State.